Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Alexis of the Pajama Pack podcast. Alexis is a hockey wife, dog mama, wine lover, and passionate professional development coach. She is a firm believer that everyone deserves a fair chance to land the career of their dreams, which is why she began Alexis Romero coaching. Her podcasting stint came first before the coaching platform because she wanted to find a way to give free resources to anyone who might need them. On Pajama Pack, she talks about everything from personal branding to work, school anxiety, to professional development tips. It's for anyone who wants to learn from their pajamas. Get it? So I'm really excited to have Alexis here today chatting about embracing progress over perfection with your podcast. So let's dive right in. Hey, Alexis. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast and just how you got started with it all. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jenny. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I actually haven't been uh, featured on a podcast in a really long time. I'm pretty used to being on your side of it. So I started my podcast, which is called Pajama Pack, um, in August of last year. So about a year from when this will be airing. And I was really searching. I was working for this company. Oh, wait, okay. Hang on. Let me back up. I got my degree in sports business and I was working for this startup company and I was like not using my brain at all. And it was technically in the field that I wanted to be in. And then I was kind of like, Oh God, this is miserable. So while I was at work, I was like listening to a bunch of podcasts and I was like, you know what? I could totally do this. Like this could be something that is a great creative outlet for me. And I have a business background and I have all these really great ideas about, you know, helping women land their dream jobs and how to, you know, navigate through the anxieties of working in a place that you might not love and all of these things that I was experiencing personally. And so I just did it. Honestly, like I just bought, I got like an Amazon gift card for my birthday and I was like, I'm going to buy like a microphone and I know how to use my computer and I listened to a bunch of podcasts on how to make a podcast and it just happened. That's so fun. I feel like that's like when the best things happen, really. Like when it's just something you're like, okay, I should do this. And then you just take that inspired action and go for it. Um, versus like we're sitting there like for hours and hours and hours pondering like all the little tiny details. Um, obviously it's important to have some kind of plan, but if you're just like sitting there and getting stuck and hung up on like the smallest of things, then you probably never start <laughs> at least in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly like, it was kind of hard for me to come out of my shell. I'm, I'm a, pretty outgoing person, but like, I, I don't want to like fail. I'm like so afraid of failure and mostly because I love like succeeding in things. And like, I was an athlete in college. And so like working really hard for something and not seeing results is like a big fear of mine. And so I was like recording all these episodes and I just like hung on to them in my laptop. They just like sat there and I finally released like a trailer like scenario and I promoted it and everything and my mom was like I didn't even know that you were doing this like I didn't even know 
that you were even thinking about anything like this. Like, it's so great. I'm so proud of you and everything. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even tell my freaking mom about this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's definitely a different thing. Like I'm actually really introverted. Um, so starting a podcast was like a huge hurdle for me because I don't love public speaking. Um, but then I felt comfort in knowing that things can be edited and it's okay. Like it doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. So yeah, it's like one of those things you like, even if you're like extroverted, it doesn't even matter. It's just such a new experience that you're like, am I going to like this? Is my audience going to like this? Like who am I to be doing this regardless of if you're introverted or extroverted or somewhere in between. So I agree with that. So you said you've been podcasting for almost a year now, like when this is, this is, uh, going live. So what is your kind of format with your show? Do you do solo interview or a mix of the two? And then how often are you actually putting out new content? So when I started, I didn't really know like what my niche was going to be. So I knew that I wanted to eventually create the business that I'm in currently um, which took me a while to kind of come make a business plan for that. But the idea was that I wanted to give free content to mostly women, um, that are in the business world, um, who are either freshly graduating college or are looking to change industries. And so I would just like sit and make an outline and do solo, um, episodes on like, you know, how to navigate anxieties, um, how to, personally brand yourself, um, just a bunch of things about my own personal experiences. And I enjoyed them, um, but I wasn't getting a ton of feedback. Um, like I had a pretty standard audience of probably like 100 or 150 people that would listen. Um, and they were in my demographic, but I wasn't like reaching a ton of people. And what I, that's what I really wanted to do. And, and so I started when I started my coaching business, I got in all these Facebook groups and everything. And, um, which is, I guess like just a thing that you do. I don't know. And, um, I started meeting all these wonderful people and all these business women and, and people like me. And then I realized like, I don't have to share my story every single week. You know, there are other people that are telling the exact same story as me, except it's not coming out of my mouth anymore. And so maybe that will resonate with a different kind of audience. And I really feel like it has. So, I release episodes every Sunday, except for the past two weeks because I've been relatively unmotivated, um, which is not super great, but I'm very open about it. Um, and so I'll do like a solo episode to start the month. And then the three episodes for the next three Sundays of the month are with other people. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think, I think it's good to have a mix personally. Like I think solo episodes are great because you're sharing your experiences and your expertise and all that stuff. But interviews are great too, because you're able to have that conversation and, you know, people might resonate with your guest. And then also with like promotion too, that also helps because you're able to have your guest help promote in, you know, on social media and different things like that. So you're getting more listeners in that way too. And I love that you release on Sundays as well, because it's not really a common day for people to release. I feel like most people are like, 
Monday through Thursday is like the sweet spot for releasing. So it's interesting to hear someone who releases on a Sunday. The only other podcast I can think of that I listen to personally that releases on a Sunday is Sword and Scale, which is like a true crime podcast. And yes. Insane, <laughs> insane following. Um, so it's always interesting to hear when like more businessy podcasts are like Sunday releasers or weekend releasers because it's not like super common in the space. I mean, I haven't really like done any sort of SEO research into why I release on Sundays. And the reason that I started it was like, I would work all week and, you know, I do all kinds of other stuff. My husband's a hockey coach, so I love to go to hockey games. And like, you know, I was really, really busy. And I, before this whole quarantine thing happened, which I don't even know if we're going to be in quarantine or COVID's night or COVID-19 is going to even be here in August, but right now we're still currently in, in um, quarantine. And so I have the more opportunities to record throughout the week. But when we weren't in quarantine, I was like, well, a Wednesday night is the only time I'm going to be able to record and I won't be able to edit until Friday. And then I won't be able to promote until Saturday. And so I might as well release it on Sunday. And so it just kind of like accidentally happened that Sundays were my days that I could dedicate time to my business. Um, but now I guess like I, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I have a lot more time now. Right. And I think that's kind of a fun way to start the week too. Cause like some people say weeks start on Mondays. Some people say Sunday. I typically say like, I don't know. Cause I'm always preparing for the week on Sundays, like, you know, doing all the house stuff and like, you know, businessy stuff, like what's on my agenda for the week and stuff. So I feel like right. it's kind of like the start to the week in a sense. So that's kind of like a cool way to start the week too. Like here's my new podcast episode, you know, and then you can promote it throughout the week um, as you go too. So yeah. it has kind of like that nice lifespan. Cause for me, I do Thursday to Thursday. That's kind of like the promotion till my next episode. And I feel like it's fine, but like, it's kind of like a weird time because I'm not really promoting on the weekend. So I kind of lose out on those days. So I think it's interesting to kind of know when people like put out their episodes, whether it was strategic or not, it's, it's always interesting. Um, cool. So when it comes to your podcast, do you think there's anything that you feel like is working best? Like right now, just like one or two things that you can think of that, um, are going really well for your podcast? Um, so I'm like a, I like to like feel things and like, that's why I don't batch my episodes is because I like to talk about things that are, you know, either like really heavy on my heart in terms of like the business life and, you know, experiences that I've been going through and experiences that other women have been going through. And so like the thing that works, which is totally nerdy, like I know exactly how that sounds. You're like, oh my God, she's just, she's like a little yogi. But I... I like to just one day if I feel like recording, I write down like a bunch of ideas and I have like my idea notebook, obviously. And then I just like go. And so if I run, if I end up recording three episodes that day, then I do. And then I get to schedule them. But there are some times that I don't have any ideas like this past week and I just take a break. So I feel like that might not be working so well for my audience, but for me personally, like it's really preventing burnout and I'm actually speaking the truth. I'm speaking what I want to speak. And I feel like that's the whole point of a podcast. And if I were to 
force it, I really don't think that I would love it as much as I do because the whole, the podcast, like pajama pack. And I say this all the time is my first love. Like I do still do like all of my coaching and, and all of that, but, um, I, I will never fall out of love with my podcast and that's my promise to myself. I love that. I think that is really important too. And I think it's all about what does work for you. I mean, obviously your audience is important to consider too, but if it's working for you, like why stop? Right. Because I feel like sometimes if we try to put ourselves in some kind of new routine or something, and then it doesn't end up suiting us and then we kind of fall off the wagon in a sense. So it's really important to kind of just do what feels right for you, whether that's batching or not, or, you know, whatever you want to do, honestly. And I'm obviously a huge advocate of batching, but I can understand where in your case, when you're talking about like these really deep topics, obviously like it's kind of hard to do if you're not in that feely moment. Um, you can just like all of a sudden make yourself feel a certain way to want to record. So I totally get that. And I think, I think it's important to just kind of see and do what feels good for you. And you know, your audience will adapt to that. Um, whether that is, like I said, batching, not batching, um, how often you're releasing episodes, just kind of like all the different things like our podcast. That's the beauty of it. It's our podcast. It doesn't have to be in some rigid format. We can kind of do whatever we want to do with it. And, you know, if our people like it, they'll stick around. If they don't, then we'll notice, you know, in our numbers. So yeah. Yes. And honestly, I'm like super jealous that you batch. Like I, (laughs) I wish, I wish that I was like, created for that like I wish that I could be like you know what Lexi like just let's go like get it all done and then you're set but I just like I don't know I'm jealous that you I and I like I talk to a lot of other podcasters and they have all kinds of different you know platforms that they use and all these cool bells and whistles and everything and I'm just like you know what good for you girl because I was not wired for that Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to like force yourself into this box if you don't have to, because you know, then you're going to, you're going to notice the quality and things will be different and you will be able to tell like, oh, this episode wasn't as high quality as usual because I wasn't in that moment and feeling what I needed to feel to make this, um, a super personal episode. I mean, there are of course, like for me, my episodes are super like evergreen and like they're very informational. So it's a little different. It's not like I have to feel a certain way to like record. It's just like, totally. I have this information. I want to share with people. Let's get it out there. So it really just depends on what kind of podcast you have as to if batching, you know, a month's worth of content or multiple months worth of content, or even just, you know, recording on the fly is going to work. As long as you can keep consistent, it doesn't really matter. So totally. Yeah. So kind of on the other side of things, what is something you wish you could have done better with your podcast and what did you learn from that? I think that I, in terms of creation, I'm not really even sure because I went through so many, like, like I started with this, I don't even remember what it was called. Um, basically like a publishing system that I had read online that was like super easy and it was not easy at all. It was tough. And then I got pushed on to using Anchor, and I love Anchor. Um, I definitely would recommend that to a new podcaster. Um, and then I started using Zencaster when I was interviewing my – when I was doing, like, interviews at first. Um, but then I realized that you really don't need to pay to collaborate with people. Um, so that's when I started using Zoom. So I don't know. I would say that I would have – I'm appreciative that I've tried all these different, you know, 
technological pieces. Um, but I kind of wish I would have just sat down with a podcaster and been like, what do you do and why do you like it? Because just reading like online and stuff like that was just a little bit too difficult to go through all of it. But from a whole creation standpoint, I would say that I probably wish I would have made my demographic a little bit broader because my, my earliest episodes were for younger people. And now my demographic is for women who are like 20 to 50 years old. So my previous episodes don't really apply to some of the older women. Um, so yeah, I wish I kind of made a bigger plan when I started. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, like, that is a lot of people's thing. They're like, oh, I wish I had a plan. Or there's, like, people who are, like, planned out to the T, and they're like, okay, fine, I have a good plan, whatever. And I was, like, somewhere in the middle myself. I was like, I have a plan, but it wasn't, like, this insanely well-thought-out plan. It was just like, here's the episodes I plan to release, no, the end. Like it wasn't like, exactly. I'm releasing this episode because it fits into my narrative of what I'm going to be doing, um, you know, strategically in my business, whether I'm launching something or, I'm, you know, a new product or service or whatever that might be. And that was not how it was for me at first. Obviously I'm more strategic now because I realized that it's important. But when I first started, I was like, all right, here's some episodes. Um, you know, this is what I want to talk about. And if you like it, great. If you don't, then great too. Um, but obviously like it is important to be strategic to it, to it in a sense, like you don't need to be like completely like perfect, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that you're like, okay, like that would have been a little helpful if I did that, but yeah, now I know better. So I can kind of learn from that and realize like going farther down the line, like, okay, here's, my audience, here's the kind of episodes I'm going to put out there. And I know this will resonate better with them than, you know, what I was doing at the beginning or something. Yeah. And like, I'm a really big proponent of just launching what you've got. So if you have an idea, like launch it, there will still be people that love it and, and it resonates with them. But believing in that has caused me to spend a lot of time, like learning new things that I could have just taken the time to learn before I launched and then I wouldn't have to change everything over from this old platform that I don't even remember the name of to anchor. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself for just launching and just being like, Oh, here I am. And, um, all that, but it would have saved a lot of time if I would have done a little bit more research. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's like, we're, we're always, yeah, we're, we're always on that boat. I mean, unless you are like someone who literally like, um, thought about it for months and months and months and months, maybe even years before going for it, that, I mean, most people kind of end up in that position. Like, I wish I could have done X, Y, Z, but like, I'm super happy that I got it out into the world. And, you know, you iron out the kinks later. But yeah, I think, I think we all have something that we're like, Ooh, I wish that would have been a little more smooth. You <laughs> know what? At least I got this out into the world because some people, especially perfectionists out there. I am a perfectionist, but I wasn't a perfectionist with my podcast. Um, those, those are the people who are still sitting there waiting on an idea that they had for two years and haven't actually put it out there. For sure. So yeah. At least we got it that. out there, right? <laughs> Hey friends, I just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode to tell you a little bit about my new free challenge coming up soon. Are you ready to create a podcast that doesn't just serve as a dumping ground for your free content and actually results in direct ROI for your business? 
then you're gonna wanna check out my upcoming challenge, Three Days to a Profitable Podcast. In this challenge, we're gonna cover how to plan your podcast strategically so you're not wasting your time, how to create episodes that convert into actual dollar signs, so money, how to market your podcast, even if you've got a small following, and so much more. The challenge starts on September 14th, but you can save your spot now by going to savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash challenge. I can't wait to see what you can accomplish from the challenge in just three days. So make sure to go sign up now so you can get that in your inbox when it's ready. When it comes to like your listenership, um, obviously like podcast analytics are not, not the best, um, and most informative out there, but where would you say that you think you're getting your listeners from like from social media or like from your guests, like experts that you have on your show, or where do you think those people are coming from mostly? Um, you know, it's funny that you talk about the podcast analytics being horrible because I, you know, when, when you have like Instagram and like Facebook and everything, like they're created to show you your obvious analytics, like point blank. This is how many followers you've gotten in the past week. Um, this is how many comments you've had. This post has this many saves and so on. But when it comes to podcasting, it's like you have this many downloads and that's it. You have no idea how many subscribers you have. You have no idea how many listens. Well, I guess episodes have different lists and numbers. Um, but it was really strange for me because I at first had no idea and I was just like taking shots into the dark on who my demographics were until I started using Anchor. And now I can see, you know, what countries they're in and how old they are and, and all of those things. Um, so I don't know where they're all coming from, but I would like to think it's Instagram or just word of mouth because. I hate word of mouth because you can't track it, but I think it's one of the biggest fire blazers for your, for any business that you have. Um, and then my Instagram analytics are on an uptick pretty constantly, uh, or consistently, I guess. So I think maybe it could be from there. It also could be from my, my guests, but I don't, my guests, they're not required to promote the episode. So I don't know, you know, and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And it's just kind of up to them. Like I've had plenty of guests that we didn't really vibe well together. And so I'm just kind of like, if you feel like you want to um, promote this, you can, but you don't have to. And, you know, throughout the episode, I realized that maybe their demographic isn't my key demographic. And then it's just kind of a mess. So I would say word of mouth and social media would be where I get my listeners. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard for most people. And like, I, the good thing about it is that you don't need like a humongous social media following to have a podcast or have a successful podcast by any means. But I think it is a big piece of the pie because, you know, it's hard to find podcasts if you don't know what you're looking for. Like, obviously, sometimes you'll appear like, other people listen to this or you'll be able to see that. Um, but other than that, it's kind of hard to find podcasts directly from the app unless you're like, know what you're searching for. So I think kind of social media and, and podcasting goes hand in hand. Like I said, you don't really need a humongous following for that to be impactful, but I definitely think that they are kind of, they work together, um, to 
compliment your podcast and make sure that you're getting more people in the door and listening to your show because without it, it's like, it's kind of hard to find. And especially if you don't have guests, cause like, like you said, I mean, some guests promote, some don't, but if you don't have guests and you're just doing solo, it's like really dependent on you and you know, how much you're marketing and stuff like that. Definitely. And any new podcaster, I would up and down a million times, make sure to say like in the podcast, like rate this podcast on Apple, because if you don't rate it, like it will never, ever show up on any sort of list. And, and how often are you listening to a podcast and you're just in your own head? Like I need to rate this. But if the podcast host is like, make sure you rate it because we need to make sure that there's more people that love this, then, you know, it's easier. Right. It's a top of mind. Yeah. You need to tell people they're not going to just take action. I mean, some people will, but most people won't just take action because they feel like it, you know, like people need that extra like push in the right direction. Like, Hey, rate the show or Hey, come um, join our Facebook group and we can further chat because podcasting is not really, (laughs) there's not really a way to like have a community with a podcast. It's kind of like a one way thing. Like you're in someone's earbud, but if you don't actually tell them like to do another action, whether that's following social media, join your email list, there's not really a way for you to have like a direct conversation with them. So I think that's important to note too. Like you need to, you need to figure out a way to get your people elsewhere so that they can further engage with you and not just like be passively listening to your episodes. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's a balance. Cause you don't want to like annoy your people and be like, go join my Facebook group. Like every two seconds, you don't like, yeah. obviously like once in an episode is fine, but you don't want to be doing that like throughout the episode because it feels awkward and unnatural, but it's really important to do. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they don't want to annoy their audience. But at the same time, like you need to figure out a way to communicate with those people that isn't just in their ears because otherwise it's just like a one-way conversation and you're not able to like really ask them what they prefer, what they don't prefer, like what they really need from you. Like, it's just, you know, you're just kind of hoping for the best when you put out episodes each week. So yeah. Um, Yeah. And I really feel like podcasts are for like a special kind of person, like, like listeners, like podcast listeners are a special kind of person that otherwise maybe would not communicate about certain topics. You know what I mean? Like, like I listen to true crime podcasts, but I would never sit down with like some sort of investigator and be like, tell me everything, you know, like I like to passively listen to it. Yeah. And then there are some listeners that are like, I need more from you. Like I want to know more. And that's when the calls to action are the most important because you never know who's, who's out there. That's like this, I need more from you. Right. And it's, yeah, it's okay. It's totally okay to have the passer of listeners. Those people are fine. They're going to enjoy your episodes. They may or may not ever like invest in, you know, working with you in any capacity, whether that's a product or like service or whatever, they just enjoy what you have to do or what you have to say. Um, but you know, for the people who do want to figure out how to work with you further in any capacity, you need to give them the option. You can't just be like, well, since like, Sally Sue doesn't want to do anything further than just listen, then I'm not going to say it for anyone. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just like being cognizant of that and making sure like you're not alienating, alienating some people who want more information just for the people who may not. Um, so it's a balance for sure. 
Cool. So when it comes to converting those listeners, like, are you doing anything special to kind of turn those people into clients and customers in your business or, um, anything like that? Um, I use the podcast as two things. One, a sounding board for certain topics that I could turn into trainings in the future. Um, so if I have, well, I'm a professional development coach, so I work with women on like resume writing, cover letter writing, um, interview preparation and such. Um, and we, t- we go through like this whole journey of, of, of coaching through, you know, who are you? What kind of career would you like? Are you changing industries? Are you new to an industry? Blah, 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 all that stuff. So when I create the podcast for a certain topic, if it's kind of a dud and it doesn't get as many listens as I would on average get, then I know that maybe that topic isn't worth giving a training to. Um, And I do a lot of, I do, you know, calls to action in the podcast are the most important thing in terms of like promoting my services. Um, So I do have a lot of like free trainings that I give. Um, But I definitely would say that I mostly use it as a sounding board just to see what, the demographic is, is really looking for. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I think that is a good way to go about it. I mean, obviously like if those people all were like, yes, I want to work with you. Um, that would be amazing, but like kind of using it to feel out what people are looking for is really important too, because I feel like so many people just not so many people, but there are people out there who just like want to sell, 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 sell 24 seven, but it's important to provide that free content as well, whether that's with your podcast or other free trainings, like master classes and webinars and things like that too. I think it's important to kind of do both because, you know, if people don't think your free content is valuable, then they're definitely not going to go and take the extra step to invest in your paid content. And I've definitely done a lot of, I've taken in a lot of courses like just me on like um how to sell through a podcast and how to solve problems for your clients through the podcast and they just they they make sense to me logically but I don't feel like that's my place to sell 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 you know um and that's just a personal preference I I definitely think that certain people like Kathy Heller and Jenna Kutcher like they sell the crap out of their podcast. Like they have calls to action all the time and it works. And I am like, I'm proof of that. Like I've purchased their products through their podcast before. Um, and so I definitely think that maybe I haven't been trained properly for it cause I, it does work, but it's just, it's not at top of mind for me all the time. Yeah. And that's totally fine. I mean, like if you're not, if that's not something you feel comfortable doing, then, or like, if that's not something you want to spend your time doing, that's completely fine. It's like, yes, like, cause that's, I mean, that's something I teach as well. Like, yes, you should have call to actions, like obviously, but I don't want people to become sellouts. And that's why I advocate for selling your own products and services versus like shilling, like the purple mattress or like all those other random things right. here. Like, you know, like, I talked about Soaring Scale earlier and they have a lot of ads, but honestly, a lot of them make sense. Like I know one of their sponsors is like ADT, which is like, okay, you're listening to a podcast about true crime. Like, yeah, ADT is like a security company. That makes so much sense. But you know, if they were like shilling, like 
a kitchen utensil or something. Yeah. Kind of weird and off brand. <laughs> so I think that's kind of why, like, I think it's important to really share about your own products and services instead of trying to show other people's products and services or, you know, just like be an affiliate or whatever. Um, I just think, I think that's important. It's just about finding the right balance. If it doesn't feel right to you, then that's perfectly fine too. It's just, you know, all about finding that balance and not like letting yourself getting out of integrity about things. Um, because if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not gonna feel good to your audience because they can tell they're not, they're not stupid. (laughs) So yeah. But yeah, that's, that's just my take on it. Like as long as you feel comfortable with it, then that's perfectly fine. But like, if you're just talking about something and talking about something and talking about something, your audience is going to, and you don't have like passion for it, your audience is going to be like, mm, this feels like a spammy ad that they were just paid to talk about. And they probably have never used this product in their life, which for sure. is not fun or, you know, you don't want to be that person. So I totally get what, like, how you feel about that because I definitely I definitely get that and I think there's a good there's a right and a wrong way to kind of approach that um yeah so when it comes to people like listening to your show how do you keep them coming back for more or is there anything that you do in particular to kind of just make sure that they're showing up week after week for your episodes um I do a lot of market research you know my part of my demographic is 20 to you know mid-20 area and, and older. And so I'm 22. So I know like how I am, like, I know who my people are and we're super shady and we're like, we don't want to act like we're attached to something. And so I do a ton of market research on my Instagram just by polling. So like, do you want to hear this or do you want to hear this? And then it's kind of like when I announce what I'm what the month topic is or what that week's topic is or something like I can almost guarantee that there will be a following because the people told me that's what they wanted. So while like, for example, um, last month we did like a work from home series and I, I talked about my experience working from home and we had some other entrepreneurs and some corporate America women talking about their work from home. But I knew because my audience told me that that's what they wanted to hear, that there would be feedback and there would be listenership and they were um, curious about that topic. So while the whole topic is work from home, I could talk about like my food pattern working from home or I could talk about, you know, how to walk your dogs at noon when you're working from home, but like, they don't know what, what's coming on the episode. They just know that it's a work from home. So I would say that market research is my biggest thing to make sure that they know what's coming, what could be coming and that they're feeling heard. Because if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that people just want to be heard. They just want their ideas heard. And I I think that because us as podcasters, like we, we definitely get that. Otherwise we wouldn't have a literal show about us just talking. And so as much as I can make the listeners feel heard and, and put their ideas at my heart and soul and core and create something for them that's within my topics, then, then that's kind of how I, how I build that. 
Yeah, I think that's really important to just like really, really key in on that market research because a lot of people don't take the time to do that and it shows like they're just putting out whatever kind of content they want to put out and like obviously that's fine and dandy, but like your people, if they don't want to hear about it, they're not going to listen and it's not going to keep people coming back for more. So I think that's really important to kind of really just figure out what your people want and then kind of like try to replicate that in some way, shape or form like kind of with your work from home example, I mean, you could do so many different things about working from home. Like it doesn't just have to be like five tips to successfully work from home. Like you can dive so deep into that, like five meals you can make when you're working from home or, you know, things like that. There's just so many things you can do with that. So I think that's really cool. Um, I think it's really important and something like a lot of people forget. They just think that um, market research is going to be something that, you know, it's kind of helpful, but it's not like something that you really need to focus on when that's not really the case. Um, cool. I, that sound is, yeah. So I think that's really important. So what is one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone who's looking to start their podcast, but they just don't even have any idea on where to begin? Oh my God. Um, I would say like, have your, like, this is what I did. And so I'll just like say that this is what everyone should do because I don't know, I obviously created it. (laughs) Um, but I literally just sat down and wrote down like five things I'm totally passionate about. And from there I would branch off like, okay, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about sports. I'm passionate about my husband. I'm passionate about exercise. I'm passionate about personal and professional development. And from those five branches, I would poke off like, what could I talk about in sports? Like, well, I'm not going to interview athletes because I don't have contact with professional athletes. So that's no go. And my husband has only so many stories you can ever listen to. So that's a no go. Um, exercise. I'm not really qualified to talk about exercise, although I do like it. So that's a no go. And so there lies professional development. And I came up with like a bunch of topics that I could start with and then it just kind of rolls. So I definitely would not recommend talking about something that you don't wholeheartedly love because like you said, Jenny, people notice that you're not passionate about something and if you're just kind of like lackadaisically like going through the motions and creating content, like it's, it's not going to catch, it's not going to touch people's hearts. And with that, I would say find episodes that, that really, really resonate with people mixed in with the ones that resonate with you. So like while some of my work from home episodes might resonate with me, because if I was listening, I'd want to hear them. Maybe an episode about, you know, personal struggles with anxiety will resonate with someone else. And so sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone to talk about true passion is the catch-all for being a podcaster. That's my, that's my advice. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of love that formula too. It's like so simple, but it's like one of those things that we think we just don't even think about. Like, what can we actually talk about for hours on end without running out of topics. And I feel like sometimes like that's even like a lot of people think, oh, business or whatever, but that's so broad. And I feel like they think that it's going to be easier if it's a broader topic. But honestly, the things that are like more niche and narrow, like I feel like those are easier in the long run to make 
um, episodes on. Cause you know, my podcast is about podcasting and I mean, I haven't run out of episodes yet and I just keep coming up with more each, each and every week versus when I had my business focused podcast a couple of years ago, I feel like every week I was like, Hmm, what am I going to talk about this week? Cause there was so much right. to cover. It was like, I didn't even know where to begin and I didn't really know what was going to resonate with my audience. Cause you know, when I talked about Facebook ads with guests, people love that. But like, I wasn't going to sit there and talk about Facebook ads cause I didn't know anything about them. So it was like one of those things that, you know, sometimes being more broad can actually harm you when it comes to having a podcast, because as much as it seems like it will be easier to come up with content, it's really not because it's just like, there's so much that you could touch on. You don't even know what your audience wants to hear from you at that point. And then in like with that whole thing, like then you, you make a topic about, mm, I don't know, applying to your dream job and you, you say everything you know about applying to a dream job and then you burned that whole topic. Whereas if you have a month about applying to a job, you could talk about resumes, you could talk about networking, you could talk about interview follow-up, you know, and then it's a little bit more narrowed, but if you have a big niche or niche, however you say it, to start with, then you're just burning topics over and over and over again yes. without narrowing them down. Yeah. You're like, here's this really broad overview on XYZ. And then like, then you don't ever get niche because then you're like, well, but I have a podcast about business. Like I need to talk about other business stuff. I can't just do like this one topic. So it, I, it just makes it harder in the long run, which is funny because you wouldn't think that that's just how it, it really is. So definitely really agree with that. And I think it's good to kind of figure out what you're passionate about, what you can talk about for hours on end without running out of topics and know what you think your audience is going to like too. Cause like, you know, if you want to talk about knitting, but no one else cares about knitting, then you're <laughs> not doing anyone, you're doing yourself a disservice and your audience a disservice. So I totally agree with that. And then lastly, what is your current favorite podcast? I mean, as podcasters, I'm sure we all have a favorite. So I'm always curious to know like what you're like the people I'm speaking with are currently listening to. Yeah. So, um, when I first got into podcasts, when I first started listening to them, um, this is super deep, so I didn't mean to get this deep on you, but I was like in a really tough spot and um, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I started listening to podcasts when I was running and that sounds really super boring, but I needed that release. I don't know. I don't know. I, today, like right now, I can't do that I can't like listen to people music but you know I guess four years ago I needed it so I started listening to the heart lessons podcast um with Sarah I think you say her last name Reiki um and it's it's like a Christian woman's podcast totally out of my realm it was like a secret that I listened to it and I loved it and it made me feel very whole and I loved it. Um, so I definitely would recommend that to anyone who's kind of just looking for a friend because Sarah is like a mom and she just, she's so kind and she has such a calming voice and like she provided a lot of answers for me when I needed them. Um, but I mean, you have to listen to Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger, obviously. Um, yeah, I she think is. that's everyone. Something everyone's it's listened to. Literally everyone. <laughs> 
even like <laughs> anytime I'm like, dang, I think I have a question about my Instagram strategy. I'm like, ah, Jenna's got it. Don't worry. Um, so that one. And then I also started listening to don't keep your day job by Kathy. Heller. So I don't know if you've listened to her, but she's. Great. Oh yeah. I've heard that one. I don't, I don't listen currently, but I've definitely heard a couple of her episodes and they're really good too. Honestly, yeah. I have so many podcasts I love. I just can't keep up with them all, but, um, I try to like kind of rotate them out. So I'm like listening to my favorites and then kind of like falling off the wagon and coming back and listening to them <laughs> more because it would be so hard to keep up with everything. Um, if I try to listen to all my favorite podcasts, especially now, because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, my schedule hasn't really changed that much being at home all the time, but it's just like, I don't know if, I'm used to like doing stuff on the weekends now. And then, I mean, I'm not going to, when my husband's home from work, I'm not going to sit and like listen to a podcast. So I just feel like, um, my timing is more limited now when it comes to podcast listening with the quarantine. I don't know. It's not like I commuted before, but for some reason it just feels different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm doing the same thing for me. Like I listened to them in the car. Like when I was working in an office, like my commute was like an hour. And so that's a good sized episode to listen to on the way to work and so that's when I would get my podcast time in and I'm the exact same way like if my husband's like buzzing around the house doing dude stuff whatever dudes do I'm not gonna like sit there and just listen to a podcast when he could come in and tell me a story and it's basically the same thing so I don't know I just I kind of do miss it like I miss the time to just sit and learn because I feel like you really do learn when you're listening to podcasts whether you know it or not Seriously though, you do, you do. And it's like, it's something I, I like to listen to, like I'm doing dishes or like laundry and stuff around the house. But I don't know, for some reason it just has been different. Like I don't have a commute because like I said, I work from home 24 seven. So the quarantine hasn't really changed much for me, but I don't know, just my mindset has <laughs> changed. I'm like, um, I just am not consuming as much content as I used to like via podcast at least. So cool. So lastly, just tell everyone where we can find you. So your website, your podcast and your social media and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, find me my, uh, well, I just forgot what it was called. The words website that I'm looking for. Um, my website is alexisromerl.com. Um, you can probably find me the most on Instagram. I really love Instagram and I'm trying to get my Pinterest game up. So you can probably find me on Pinterest too. Um, Also at Alexis Romerl. And then my podcast is Pajama Pack and you can find that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Awesome. I will make sure to link everything below in the show notes so that the audience can go check you out. But thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 163. If you'd like to have on a free 20 minute call with me to chat all about podcasting, whatever you may need help with, you can head to savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash console and we can chat about whatever you would like about podcasting whether that's launching, monetizing, um, growing your audience, whatever that is. Um, I look forward to chatting with you. So um, I will see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com. 
and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.